Hey there, guys. Welcome to Trans Talk for Men, the show for trans attracted men. I'm Eric with my co host, Chris. What up? And we're here for another episode. It's going to be a good episode. we got a guest on. We're going to talk about another Vice article about Diane Tourget. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Our girl, our girl over at Vice, always putting out the, uh, always putting out the good articles. But first things first, Chris, I am finally, for the love of fucking God, back on PlayStation Plus after <laughs> a long hiatus of. I I'm back. What six months it's been or something like that? Because I just can't get my shit together. Um, I am, I am finally live, and you and I can go kill terrorists. Because <laughs> um, that's the American way. So. Um, kill terrorists that happen to be 13 year olds in Cleveland um, yeah like I said terrorists I don't I don't see how those two things are different those are synonymous um, all, thir- all 13 year olds are terrorists have you met a 13 year old they're fucking terrible oh yeah they're the worst um, they well, are all, the worst well, all, all, kids the worst all teens are all teens are the worst actually uh, I hate to flame our guys on Discord, but I was talking to a guy the other day about... He was talking about how he's watching... Uh, he's going through the series, The O.C. Um, oh, wow. And okay. I, he's like, oh, it's a classic. And I'm like, it's about teens. And he's like, yeah, but it's a drama. And I'm like, it's about teens. Um, like, I, I'm just going to keep repeating that it's about teens. And it makes me want to kill myself. The only time that it's appropriate for things to be about teens is if it's in an anime. And I barely give it a pass for that. Um, because... Well, I used to watch the MC. Well, I barely give you a pass for that. Sorry. Um, no, but, well, here, but here's what happened, though. Like, I got to... I have to explain myself, America. Okay. So, uh, look, I was volunteering at an old folks home. Uh-huh. And there was this guy there. His name was Bernie. So mm-hmm. I would visit Bernie every every Thursday. OC yep. happened to be on on Thursday evenings. Oh. Uh, Bernie liked watching the OC. So I would sit with him and watch the OC every Thursday evening. We'd watch it. We'd talk about it. We'd joke a little bit more. And then I'd be out. What, why I was... was why was Bernie watching the OC? Was he a Catholic no, priest? I don't know. Um, I don't know. He was hilarious though. He was a funny old dude. <laughs> I I just I I can't. I'm I'm so I'm so finicky in what I watch and what I don't watch. Yeah. What I've been getting a lot of people on the show were truly detestable uh, yeah. characters. Yeah. Well, what I've been getting into lately is the HBO show Barry because we recently got HBO. Oh yeah, that's a good one. We recently got HBO added to our Hulu. I'm actually done with both seasons in about a week's time. I just fucking sat there and absorbed all of them. So, but, okay. Uh, but you know, that's neither that's neither here or there. Well, wait, but man, uh, if you're looking for a new show, Netflix has got some good shit. Oh, I've got so many shows backlogged. Um, so I'm not looking for a new one. I just had to finish one and get it out of the way, so I could move on to the next one. I'm like, I can't, I can't just dick around with this for two months or three months or however mm-hmm. long it takes to watch an episode a night. I'm like, they're only 30 minutes, so... Oh, yeah, they fly, they fly right by. I'm like, I'm just going to watch this for six hours and be done. Um, it's kind of like watching Entourage. Just just fly right through it because it's, yeah. it's just so good. It's so good. It's so good. Speaking of, those little half hours. speaking of so good, uh, the other week you had a date. I want to know. You got another date? Did we talk about this last time or no? Was this a uh, new thing? This is well. I think this is new for the guys. Okay. Yeah. I think you oh, and yeah. I talked about. We talk. It. Yes. But I think this is new. I think this is new for the guys. So you had a date yes. with a trans lady, um, lovely trans lady, and yeah. 
so from what I understand, from what I remember, the date went well. It was pleasant. You guys, mm-hmm. you know, talked and enjoyed yourselves and had some drinks and blah blah blah, blah you know, usual date shit. Um, from what I also remember, you didn't bang her because you're all gentlemanly <laughs> and shit like that. And you're all like, oh, look at me. I got to wear a tie and look all nice and whatever. Where me, I'm just like, get the D. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I, look, I slow roll in. I play the gentleman card, you know. Yeah, just, you certainly do. Um, and because uh, I, I don't want, I don't want my reputation in these streets fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, I really, and me out here in these streets, not only am I reflecting myself anymore, I'm reflecting the show. Oh, that's true. So that's the last true. thing we need is, oh well, you know, those guys from Transylvania are just chasers. All they that's true. Is that. While that is true, while all <laughs> men only want sex at least at first uh a little bit not all that not that being all that we get from me but you know no no if if if, if uh, women offered up sex on the first date uh they would be taken up on that offer nine times out of ten. Oh sure because of course we want to bang the person we're going out <laughs> with i mean yeah. we didn't that, see, that's that's the thing I love about dating. I want to get into a real quick diatribe about dating. Um, and then I want to know what's going on with your date real quick. But the real quick diatribe about dating is um, that our guest dropped off. Uh, so um, we'll try to get him back in here in a minute while I keep talking. But anyway, um, so a, a real quick uh, real quick diatribe about dating is um, uh, that, that... That's the thing, and I've talked about it before, is people are like, well... You're not, you, you don't want to date me for me. And I'm like, no, I don't want to date you for you. I don't even know you. The whole reason I want to go on, the whole reason I want to go on a date with you is because you're fucking hot and I want to bang you and hopefully get to know you. But the beginning of the date is, as you're sexy, you make my dick hard and I want to fuck you. And it's like, hopefully you are an interesting, cool person that I want to hang out with. But no, I don't want to go out on a date with you because I I know you. That's the whole purpose of the date. Dumb. <laughs> you got your shit yes. backwards. Um, uh, I mean, you know, it, it realistically, it's just yeah. They, to me, to me, that's that like, way. to me, that's like watching the movie and then watching the trailer to find out if you want to see the movie. Um, <laughs> like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. So, uh, but yeah. So anyway, so this. Uh, oh, so. so I, I, I met this girl on yeah. a Facebook group, um, you know, transgender allies and peoples and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyways, I'm sorry, I got distracted real quick. Uh, so, met her in this group, you know, she was, you know, I, some some girls jump in the groups like, hey, like, I'm single, like, guys hit me up, like, I want to go out on a date or I want to go, like, why am I still, like... Some chicks can be a little bit thirsty, like where the man at, whatever else. But she uh, was trying to, she she you know put her put her uh, little post out there, and I responded, and we set up a date. We went mm-hmm. out and um, had some really really good conversation. Like we seriously could talk forever. We seriously vibed. It was it was it, at least from what I felt, it was really positive and. Um, you know, she was even saying how it was just a breath of fresh air just to be able to go just, out on a date and just, like, have a civil conversation with somebody and actually yeah. a good conversation. Yeah. Because a lot of the guys that she deals with are so hypersexualized where they're just, like, they can't function as social beings. They're mm-hmm. just, like, all about the sex and 
you know, even when, when we were chatting, even when we were texting, she was just like, wow, you didn't even send me one dick pic. Like, this is crazy because all these guys, they just come at me on a sexual angle. Of course, so, um, I don't. Of course, I don't help you in that regard because I'm like, send a, <laughs> I'm like, send a dick pic. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we we did the date, and then, uh, but man, I thought it was all I thought it was all good in the hood, but well, at this point, it looked like she got a whole lot of options, and um, you know, she's out there thirst trapping dudes on this, starting to post more like. Here's me in this outfit. Look at me in this outfit. Hey guys, I'm in this outfit, and it's like, and I hit her up I'm like, yo, so when are we gonna go out again? And she was like, oh, well, you know, I'm only available between this time and this time, and whatever else, and schedules aren't really matching up. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, well, while the schedules aren't matching up, I see you out here like they're not matching up, but then I see you like doing shit with other dudes, and I'm just like, all right, well, you enjoy your young free life. It's a free country, but. Obviously, you're not ready, you know, to, to do anything serious. I'm, I'm not interested in just being one of 50 dudes you're, you're fucking with right now. So, yeah, so while it's a, it is a free country, while we are not in a relationship off of one date, um, I, I, I guess I just demand attention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I demand somebody's undivided attention uh, well, it's when not it comes even, to it that kind even, of stuff. So. To me, it doesn't even sound like you demand undivided attention. To me, what it sounds like is you want... Um, you want her to show some amount of interest in having a second date, and it sounds like she's more interested in, in like, who's the next guy that I can get some drinks Pretty off much. of. Pretty much. Like, um, she's got a bunch of dudes after her, and, like, she's chatting back with these guys, like, oh, yeah, well, I'll go out. Yeah, you want to take me bowling? Okay, let's do that. And it's just like, you got all these dudes, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm out. We well, also like you're in. also like hold up because I asked you out and we had a date and I'm I'm asking you for a second one and now you're on to fucking Chad over here and you want to go bowling? <laughs> fucking um, douchey ass Chad. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. So, I mean that's just cracking with it. it. Probably won't go out another date, but you know if I see you in public, you know it's all good. Yeah. Um, well, definitely see, not that's, on team petty. That, well, that's that the thing. You're a gentleman about it. Um, I, I know that about you. I know that you're a chill, gentlemanly dude, and you're out there, and you're going to, even if you saw her in public or see her online, you're going to be real chill and cool about it, where uh, I'm going to be like, I'm going to kill you. Not really. I'm not crazy. Um, well, I am a little bit, but not that much. Um, just kidding um, about the whole thing. Anyway, so, yeah, well, that's, that sucks. Less petty, so, yeah, it, it does suck, because I'm just like, hold on now. Well, you're only available between this time and this time, but you're about to go do a shoot with some some other guy. She does, uh, 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 she has an OnlyFans, like she does porn. Mm-hmm. She's in that game, and she's like, oh, well, you know, single parent, this is that. And I'm just like, I'm cool that you got a kid, like, as long as it's just one. Mm-hmm. I don't fuck with chicks with a whole crop of them, <laughs> uh, cis or trans. Even though I know that's a, a naughty word from somebody that's listening in right now. Uh, Somebody thinks trans is a naughty word? or No, think... sis. <laughs> oh. I, I was <laughs> saying, I... Oh, you mean me? Um. No. <laughs> but but... Um, I, it was just a joke. But um, yeah, I mean, look, it's it, I, I, I'm like, look, you really want to go on a date with me? I'm, I'm seeing you got a lot of other shit going on and you, you're able to make time for a lot of other shit. And that's, but that isn't just with her. Like a lot of, I, you, you see this from time to time being out in the dating world where, you know, this. Women, they be like, oh, well, I don't have time for this, or I'm busy, or whatever else. I'm like, all right, well, you know what? 
if you really wanted to do this shit, you would make time, and obviously you're not, so I'm out. Like, right. fuck off. Right. Right. So, well, yeah, you do, uh, you do. And she isn't the only woman I've encountered where it's like, oh, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm busy this day and I'm, I'm busy this. Nah. Oh, I don't have time for a date. And it's like, bro, look at your Instagram. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I, I get it, especially from your point, because you're a busy dude. You've got shit to do. Plus, I just got PlayStation Plus again. So you're even busier now. Fuck yes. Um, so it's like, bitch, I ain't got all the time to do this. I've got terrorists to kill. We've talked about this. Um, I'm bonding time with my homie. That's right. <laughs> over the PlayStation. That's right. <laughs> um, anyway, let's let's get into this shit. Uh, we have we have ourselves a guest um, whom I want to introduce. We've had this guy. Well, we've been wanting to get this guy on here for some time. We uh, follow him on Instagram. He follows us. Uh, he's a cool looking dude. He does some videos on YouTube. So I would like to introduce our guest, uh, a guy by the name of Lex Newman. So Lex, what's up? Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, hey, hey. glad to have you on yeah, here, man. My pleasure. Um, like I said, we've been trying to get this yeah. going for a while, so happy to be yeah, here. Sure. Yep, sure, sure have. Um, so, Lex, I want to ask you with a starter question that we've started doing with our interviewees, and we have a couple different questions, so they change from time yeah. to time, but we want to do a starting opener question just to kind of get to know you sort of dealy, um, which is if you were, if you had a movie about your life made, um, who would you want to be the actor that plays you uh who, who would you want to fill that role who would i want to fill that role uh, mm-hmm. as far as an actor or like a movie yeah uh, yeah yeah let's see who's your guy who's my guy uh well actually honestly knowing lex it's got to be neil patrick Harris. Um, <laughs> they're they're spitting images of each other so, um, i was gonna say something <laughs> in that ballpark maybe jude law you know <laughs> oh, I, I can see Jude. Yeah, Jude Law would be a good choice. Yeah, you know, a smooth <laughs> character, mm-hmm. smooth and dapper gentleman. Throw the dreads on him and just, just let it work. <laughs> yeah, I have to go with that. Okay, Jude Law. Okay, Jude Law. I love it. Um, uh, excellent. Uh, excellent. So, so Lex, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, like I said, we. Uh, so like I said, we uh, we follow each other on Instagram, and I know that you do some YouTube videos and stuff like that. And um, you are, you know, um, you are a trans attracted man, and um, all, all that shit. So tell tell us a little bit about, you know, about what you do, about your YouTube, about your Instagram, you know, what you're all about, that sort of thing. Before we get into this article and we have ourselves a chat. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like what I'm doing is very similar to what you guys are doing. You know, you went through a, a life of Actually, I would love to hear more of you guys' stories. I do listen to you guys talk, but, you know, personally, I like to hear from you guys. But, yeah, you know, you go through a life of feeling like you're the only person in the world that has certain feelings or certain attractions, and then it gets to a point where it just kind of bubbles over, and you're like, yo, fuck it, I got to talk about this shit, you know? So um, I just make videos that kind of talk about simple things that I hear a lot of people having conversations about regarding trans attraction or regarding trans folks or regarding you know all of that kind of stuff under that umbrella so yeah you know like i said i got instagram uh, i'm a photographer as well um yeah just an artist in general and uh just using the only real skill i feel like i have which is art and creativity to kind of um fill a bigger purpose you know so i guess yeah. that would be my yeah that's speech. that's 
That, well, that's, that's, that, well, that's, that's what it was. It's that you're a photographer. For some reason, I was like, I didn't want to say, like, oh, he takes pictures. And I'm like, I can't think of the fucking word. I'm like, what is, what is, what is the person that takes the photo? So I'm like, I don't know. Um, yeah, pic- yeah, 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 a, a, a pictographer? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, picture. I like that. I think that would actually be better. A picturologist. Um, I've got my degree in picturology. Um, but that's right. Yes, you are a photographer because um, on the Instagram you've got those uh, you get those cool photos. Um, oh, I appreciate it. Uh, and it's you in the it's you in the city and stuff like that. I know a lot of those photos. And uh, uh, where are you at in the city again? You're in. Uh, you think it's, you say you're in New York? Uh, that would be sweet. And that's actually where I'm looking at moving. Um, I lived oh, okay. in Japan for a long time. I lived in Korea for about five years. I just came back though to Detroit, so I'm here for a bit. Uh, Okay. Oh, so you, so you so you lived in Japan, so I can ask. どこへ住んでいましたおだお大阪に住んでたよああそうそうそうおそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそう
Yeah. It's, it's well, yeah, and if you wanna if you wanna go for the night scene for anything sexy, you just go to Windsor. Yeah, you know, and Windsor also sucks balls, so you know, there, there's that. Oh no, Windsor's <laughs> terrible. But I'm just saying, you go to Windsor if you want to do that because Detroit can go fuck itself. Yeah, it's pretty um, difficult to get well, into cool stuff. Here. I mean. You can go if you want to go somewhere, and Lex isn't saying it. But if you want to go somewhere in Michigan that's near-ish Detroit, you just go to Ann Arbor. Yeah, you know, Ann Arbor's um, cool. It's got like a lot of diversity, and um, well, it's because it's, to- right. it's a college town. You know, so, so you also have to deal with that if you're not college age. So you got to deal with, you know, kids being kids yeah. and drinking. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, that's the, that's take the good with the bad. I I love I I love that uh, <laughs> since we've started this, we have cut you out of the loop twice, Chris. Um, Lex and I have one spoken in Japanese about Japan, and now we're speaking about. That's our crazy. Own where, where in Michigan are you from? <laughs> yeah, uh, I was in. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's crazy. Small world. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was out in Kalamazoo. Um, that's where. That's where I was born. You said so, it past uh, tense. Grand Rapids. You're is gone. No, I take it. What's that? You said it past tense, so I, I take it you're gone now. Oh yeah, no, I, I live oh, in yeah. Oklahoma now. Oh yeah, Chris um, did mention that. Because it's yeah, because it's, yeah, it's nicer out here. Um, I mean, the weather's nicer out here. It's it's a it's Oklahoma. Let's well, not we'll see get what too the year brings, man. I don't know, man. Don't they aren't they supposed to get a lot of tornadoes out there? Is that on like yeah. the state flag or something? Yeah, but I I fucking love storms, so that's great. Um, that's 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 the bee's knees to me. I just don't get a lot of snow anymore, and that's the best fucking thing in the world. Yes, that is um, great. Because the snow can go fuck itself. That's crazy. Uh, but okay, all right. All right. I'm calling Sorry. it there. Let's get into the article. People are like, "What is this? A geography show? No, yeah. it isn't. Um, <laughs> what is this? A pictorology show? No, um, it it is not. Um, so it's a five star show. So it is such give a five star show. Thank you. Um, do it fucking do it um, <laughs> anyway so we've got an article article comes from vice articles from diane torje as i mentioned up at top um that's our girl from vice we've talked about her shit before we're going to talk about her shit in the future i'm certain because she just keeps putting out good shit just so hit after um hit. yeah it, it really is so her article is all about what happens when a transtracted man who is dating a cis chick what happens when his cis chick finds out that he is uh, attracted to trans girls um and it's it's not just about it's not just about the girl uh like the girlfriend but it's also about what happens when these guys just come out and be real um with their trans attraction uh trans attraction so she talks to three people um in this she talks to a guy named owen who has a lame fucking name um and uh <laughs> i'm sorry that's that's all i could think about when i was reading it i'm like owen really um i'm like what kind of a fucking name is owen um but uh <laughs> so he talks to this guy named owen who uh his girl found out he's a younger guy um she said he's uh 22 at the time uh so his girl found out that he watched trans porn uh, and that he's got trans porn on his phone then we go on to a girl named Allie who um, is an overzealous supporter of um, the LGBT community and the trans community at large Um, and her overzealousness caused her to misconstrue things and um, 
caused her to have a falling out with her partner. She was in an open relationship, but she still had a falling out with her partner because he was trans attracted. Um, so we'll we'll get into that one too. I'm just giving an overview of the story for those who are like, what is he talking about? Uh, and then we go on to a guy by the name of, if I could find it, Lucas. That's what it was. I couldn't remember. He's from Brazil. Um, and he's a 40-year-old dude, and he talks about how he actually came out to a family member first and how everything went to shit. So it's a real feel-good story um, about how everything goes to shit all the time. Um, so, yeah, so she gets into it, and she talks about just like, you know, these guys feel isolated, and they they have this attraction to trans women, and they have this attraction to women at large, or at least that's the sense that I got from the articles that she wasn't singling out guys that are exclusively attracted to trans women like I am. Uh, but she was talking about guys that are just attracted to women at large and how when this sort of thing happens, um, how they get excluded, how they're called, uh, how they're called gay and stuff like that. And, um, and how they're threatened with, their family and friends being cut off and their life being ruined by this or they have weird passive aggressive um attacks on them and sort of shit which to me honestly the passive aggressive attacks would be the worst but mm. i hate passive aggressive bullshit so um but i want to kick it over to you guys chris lex what did you think about this article i, I we're gonna we're gonna break it down piece by piece i want to talk about owen i want to talk about ali and i want to talk about lucas uh individually in just a minute but i want to i want to get your guys take on the over overarching theme of the article what you think about it you know what it invoked etc etc i'm gonna kick it over to our guest let please him, let him go first since he's oh yeah oh well how kind yeah, 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 since he's, he's since the he's the guest. The guest. <laughs> yeah, we're polite that way. We're fucking yeah, polite. Fuck, appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh, Chris sent this over to me, um, and I was surprised that I hadn't seen it because it's uh, fairly new, isn't it? Uh, it's yeah, fairly new. And uh, yeah, he sent it over to me two days ago, and I got a chance to get into it last night. And uh, you know, I can't say that I was surprised. It's pretty much what does happen and you know you do hear these stories fairly often so it's just like yeah. i yes like every one of the stories just sounded like a trope and it's almost as if and i'm not oh. saying this is what she did <laughs> but it's almost as if it mm -hmm. was these stories like she got the worst stories and then she put them together to build a article that was riveting now I hope that that's mm. not the case, but I mean, this shit does happen often. But I mean, I have had varying experiences with this, and it hasn't always been this bad, but I have had ones that are just as bad as this. So, you know, I used to be married in Korea, um, and um, mm -hmm. my ex wife, I remember when I first told her, she was initially very supportive, actually. She was exactly what. Mr. Owen um, was hoping that his girlfriend would be as far as like, you know, being receptive and being cool. And like, I was the one who was more apprehensive about it. And then she was like, yeah, I don't think that it's going to be something that is taken like people. I don't think that people are going to be as taken aback as you think they're going to be kind of thing. And um, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow, that's cool as hell that she would say that. And then like, 
she had friends who worked in because you know you've been to japan uh, maybe actually you don't know let me not assume but they have like uh talk bars and they have like kiss mm-hmm. bars and then they have like all levels of like mm-hmm. girls bars where you can go and just like be in the company of these pretty girls and uh she had some plus the health yeah clubs. you know all the health health is just a straight up fuzoku which is you know you go in there to yeah, yeah. Do yeah, yeah. Stuff. Well, I mean, I, I, I know that. But yeah, I'm saying, saying that, that, that for it, anyone who doesn't know, in Japan yeah. they have, yeah, the health. They have all these different levels of uh, bars where you can have the company of women for various reasons. And uh, she had some acquaintances yeah. mm-hmm. that yeah. she knew in Japan because she had lived in Japan for a couple of years as well in Fukuoka, and she knew some people who worked at one of those kinds of places in Japan, and they came to Korea. And they wanted to go to a bar, and for some reason, they were like, "Hey, we want to go to the trans talk bar." And uh, it was very interesting because it was one that I had been to before I met my wife. So I had a tiny bit of rapport uh-huh. there with the mama-san, and uh, uh-huh. we ended up going there. And like we were chilling, we we're hanging out. It was all good, and she was there. And I remember like she would make tiny jokes like oh you're having fun right yeah i bet you're having fun but it wasn't it didn't feel malicious um and uh she basically made a made a rule there like okay you can go if we both go and i i'm there Uh but you know after a while you know like i went there to do entertainment so like like i was doing so many things like i was doing movie i was doing like TV stuff, I was playing session pianos for people, I was working in a photo studio, I was like doing all this stuff, and slowly our, our relationship <laughs> kind of began to degrade because of the the ability, the inability to like give time to her. So when our relationship started to go south, it's almost like she was looking for the reasons outside of the art, and then everything mm-hmm. else became like an opposition to her. So um, mm. you can only imagine that when she found, and it wasn't even like porn. It was pictures of trans women that I had saved because I, like there's this one site in Japan, and you know it's a crass word, but it's shemalestyle.co.jp for anybody who wants to look. And it's basically mm-hmm. girls' pictures that work at these health bars, like these these clubs, but it's not porn. It's like pictures of them fully clothed in like studios and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it like photographically, you know, and also like, okay, this girl is pretty. So I would save these pictures. So when she would find these pictures, she was like very, <laughs> like, like I said, our, our relationship was already going south. So she was um, already very sour about a lot of things outside of that. And when she found that, that's when like all of the shit that Owen said started to happen. So she started to get like very passive aggressive. Like if we would be walking somewhere, we saw a trans person, like she would like grab my dick in public and be like, "Look at you, you all fucking hard," you know. Like she would just oh, you know yeah. do like shit like that, and like um, you know, it got to a point where she was like, "Oh, that's what you want?" Like I mean, I could get a surgery, like. If I got a surgery to get a dick, then would you like me? And it's like, I'm like, it's not about that. Like, what are you talking about? And like, you know, she would suggest that we watched. Yeah. Like, this is like one of the last ditch efforts. Like, she's like, yeah, let's watch some trans porn while we have sex so that you can be interested. And I'm like, yo, like, what is you? Well, that's that's interesting that you say that. That's I'm gonna. Yeah, you That's gonna be a callback theme in one of my in one of my personal uh. stories a little later on. But. Um, mm-hmm. 
But Man, yeah, um, it sounds like she was incensed. Yeah, she wow. was. Uh, you know, she was. She was bitter about a lot of other things, and she was just. She was making my art the opposition, and then she was making trans people the opposition. And I remember, like, at the end, like, she really got just really kind of nasty about it, and she was just like, "Well, sure, she was looking for the easy yeah, out." Yeah, she just, you know, yeah, looking for some justification. Like, why is this happening? Right. Um, and right. I remember she said, "Yeah." Um, I don't understand why you like that. All it is is a plastic man, and like oh. it was that was the oh. meanest tone and the meanest way that she ever referenced it. Um, right. But let me, to her, you know, let me not drag her all the way through the mud because you know she in Korea there's almost an idea that there is no existence of LGBTQ, let alone like trans. So I kind of like introduced uh -huh. her to that world. And now, like, a lot of her best friends are, like, drag queens. A lot of her best friends are, you know, like, she stays in the LGBTQ community. And, like, we've reconciled and we're really, really cool now. But it's just, like, at that time, there was a lot of shit going on. And she right. fell into right. the trope of exactly these stories. So, Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so Chris, <clears throat> tell, tell me about your take on the article. Are you talking to me here? Yeah, I said Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. Who else I is Chris? Clear my throat and I couldn't hear. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. yeah. That's you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so, you know, the first part of this Owen story was my absolute worst fear. Okay. Absolute worst fear that, you know, as I was dating women in college, you know, I had a, you know, I had plenty of girlfriends in college, you know, living in a front house, a hyper masculine environment. Um, you know, I just, you know, I would. I would have sex as much as possible with my girlfriend in college and after college, um, but I was still watching trans porn. Uh -huh. So um, I was definitely, definitely afraid that she would find it because I know all hell would have broken loose because you guys know how conservative the Midwest can be. Uh, yep. And um, I mean, we were already battling through our own shit because I was black and she was white. Ooh. So that was already enough strife for us to get through than anything else because their family was horribly racist. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, it's it was it was man, I was definitely afraid of, of of having her find it. And I mean, just any any woman in my life finding that porn, like, and, and then that's like their just to make that their introduction into my attraction is absolute nightmare. So. Actually, the people that found it wasn't the girls. I was living in a frat house, and my roommates, well, you know, guys are kind of very crude, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> my one of my, my, my roommate at the time in, the, in my room at the frat house was like, yeah, I'm going to take a shower. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch some porn. Well, the motherfucker came back, forgot he forgot something, and just burst back in. I'm sitting there, dick out, like, what the fuck? Bro, I told you what I was doing. <laughs> but anyways I had the porn on the screen and I, I'm assuming that led to because you know I would leave for weekends and go home and you know the guys they went and got into my porn and you know so a lot of the guys in the house found that I had training porn on my uh, on my computer and then I come back and I got gay porn as my desktop image for my background mm -hmm. like just two guys getting it on and I'm like okay haha funny funny I get it but 
you know, if it stopped there, that would be great. But it really went on to like, you know, people went and talked to the, you know, so now I couldn't have my dating life was neutered because mm-hmm. I had guys going around to other sororities saying like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, such and such. Just Chris had a frat name at the time. It was like, oh, yeah, he, uh, oh, yeah, he likes gay porn. He, he, we found a bunch of gay porn on his computer. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? And I was super surprised that, like, the people that it was, actually one of them was my, my roommate at the time, who I brought into the frat, and we were, like, really good friends. <clears throat> but um, it, it just, it was trouble. But, I mean, I have been, I know we're going to get to one of the other stories later, but on those other situations I've been fortunate, it's just the really, the girlfriend finding it, it's just, it would have blown up in my face. It wouldn't have been good at all. I've never dated any woman I dated one woman that would have been sort of understanding, but that's because she really, really wanted things to work between us. But mm. all the rest of them, I mean, and, and, and Lex, if you heard some of our previous shows, you've heard me talk about the rampant, rampant homophobia and the black community perpetuated by black women. You know, and, and it's just like, yeah, they're the they're, they're fucking, they, they hold the, the keys to the kingdom, man. They they decide what's right and what's good and what what isn't good. So, oh you a and I'm just say a bad word, guys. Oh you a faggot. You this this and that. Oh you like them dudes. That's just a man, anyways. Like, I can't win. So, um, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a problem. But I mean, I, I wish I was in as fortunate situations as uh as you guys have have been in the past. <laughs> Well, yeah, so, and that's just Owen's part of it. I know we got other situ- scenarios coming up. <laughs> certainly, and uh, you know, we all have we all have the Owen part of it story, the the girlfriend part, or the somebody discovering it part, and that's the same. That's the same with me. So, with the only cis girl that I had dated, I dated her for four years, and um, I hid my uh, attraction to trans women from her. Um, but much like you said, Chris, I never stopped. Uh, I never stopped watching porn. I never stopped being interested in it. I never stopped thinking about it. And it got uh, it got real bad for me for a while to the point where I would regularly have dreams, recurring dreams where my girlfriend had uh, had a penis and that she was trans and that she had gotten SRS and that she didn't tell me about it and all this shit. And I would have all these crazy ass dreams about my girl. And I, I finally decided, you know what? It's time for me to be open about this. It's time for me to tell her. I'm like, she'll be cool with it, right? She'll be cool because, uh, <clears throat> because, uh, she's got, uh, she's got gay uncles and stuff like that. And she claims to be part of the LGBT um ally group and whatever and i told her and she seemed relatively cool about it and she was like oh okay yeah that's fine i don't really care um and uh we had actually she actually you know was like oh we can even watch trans porn together maybe that'll be exciting for you and whatnot and honestly um i i can't really remember if she ever even got shitty about it or even passive aggressive shitty about it but i started i mean i went uh, for lack of a better term, I, I just kept continuing down the rabbit hole where I'm like, you know what? I'm like, this really isn't what I want. And this person isn't really compatible with me sexually. And this really isn't working out in my favor. And it did eventually collapse when I started fucking talking to other chicks and essentially cheating on her. Um, because I'm like, can't do this. So um, so that's, that's how that went for me. So I actually didn't have a bad experience 
and coming out in the sense of she was not incensed or she was not angry or she didn't seem to be angry. I mean, maybe she was furious, but I was so over the relationship by that time without even knowing it that I could have just completely ignored any sign um, she had given me because I was more interested in just fucking dealing or being in porn and talking to trans girls and finally figuring that shit out uh, before I eventually left. But um, so my, my situation is not a nightmare scenario by any means. I didn't have a person that I was married to get passive aggressive with me and then a fully on aggressive like Lex. I didn't have uh, any of my friends find porn and then uh, say fucking terrible shit to ruin my to ruin my situation. Um, I didn't have any of that, but it was still bizarre for me in the sense of coming out and coming to terms with liking trans women, liking trans porn, etc. is a strange thing that can often be really destructive for some fucking reason. Um, well, I think the reason is, um, and for those of us that still you know, date all kinds of women is Gross. being attracted to uh, <laughs> being attracted <laughs> to trans women uh, and I'm sorry, I gotta use the word man. Uh, being Do it. attracted to trans women uh, usually makes you like an invalid option for a lot of cis women. Like, oh, oh yeah, he likes them, well, he's out. And it's like, wait, but I still want to like I'm still attracted right. to women, period. Right. But it's just like you're you can't you're out of the pool, and so that's why guys hide it, because yeah. it, it really takes them out of society. And it's just like that's, I mean, I don't know. It's it's not fair. It sucks, and it's something that guys just don't want, and it's not something that we can control because, like I was talking about before, in a lot of communities, women hold the keys to the kingdom in terms of what's acceptable and what isn't. Yeah, it, it just feels like you're being punished. Yeah. Um, right. It feels like you're being punished for being human. Exactly. And I think I think it's no, a no, punishment that's... that comes from a lack of understanding. So it's kind of like a, a self-perpetuating fucking thing where it's like, okay, the more we hide it, the less people know. The less people know, the more prone they are to be like, if they do see some small light of that in somebody, they're like, okay, nigga, you're the weird one. You're, you know, okay, you're the weird one. Yeah, out of right. all the guys that do feel like that, but are sharing this like feeling of hiding it because they don't want to get found. Whereas if all the guys that felt like that, because there's so many, if you go on Pornhub and you go to Transporn and you go to somebody like Bailey J, it's millions, it's millions of views. Yeah. There's no way that ten guys are like running the numbers up like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if all of the guys who felt like that were like, hey, you know, whatever, and said it then it would be in a backlash initially, but it would be normalized because there's so many people. But if there's only one or two or three people that people know of, then it's really easy to say, okay, we're going to ostracize you and just forget about you and close the door and lock it, you know? So it's, it sucks. You know, I, I, I agree. If we all came out at once, um, I think you're right in that there would be an initial backlash and then it would go away. I think the problem is is that we're also disjointed. That too is that it is even from each other. It has been. It has. Yeah, 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 and it has been. It's been treated when we treat it that way. I mean, I know I certainly treated it as a dirty little secret. 
you know, when I first discovered trans porn, I, I treated it as a dirty little secret that is not to be talked about, that is not to be discussed, that is really not to even be thought about in public places, because if I think about it, somebody's going to read my mind and they're going to know. Um, they're going to know and I'm going to get caught and it's all the shit's going right. to come down on me. And it's it's that sort of thing where we all treat yeah, it that yeah. way, where we mm -hmm. we hide it intentionally because... Because individually, it happens this way over and over again, mm. and we are aware right. that it happens this and way. And the media—I mean, I was so afraid. Uh, oh, I, mean, I was just gonna say the media—they, when they do find somebody in power, and I kind of made a video about this. When they find somebody who has a, mm -hmm. some sense of power, then they create the scandal. Even if people weren't initially going to feel like that, the media has an incredible power over people's minds and their opinions. So, like, they'll just take oh, yeah. it. Now, who's the last uh, person? Who's the last prominent person that, you know, got put back into the closet that you think? Uh, I would say that Malik definitely made a major effort to talk about um, oh. a lot of things. And um, yeah, there was a lot yeah. that happened. And, uh, you know, I talked to him on the phone here and there. Uh, we still talking messages. And, you know, that's a lot to deal with when, like, the media is creating a huge scandalous image of you. And then you're like fighting against all of that and like it would be like if my ex-wife was all of the world where it's like i'm explaining this mm -hmm. to her without the language per se but she's just one person but if i had to talk on these major platforms about this thing that i am not still figuring out but basically being open about and just wanting to speak about my own experience and then it's like all this other stuff that is a part of it you know it's it's easy for them to take your words and then to make you sound like i i don't want to say a weirdo but make you sound like some scandalous fetishizing strange whatever and you know it mm -hmm. it causes people to not well, speak as much because i don't feel good you know so <laughs> that sucks mm -hmm. I really think it takes somebody for things to change. I think it'll take somebody. I love Malik. I grew up watching him. I watched him on New York Undercover. I watched him on Alphas. Loved him in. Why did I get married? I'm sure there's some other stuff I loved him in too. And it's just and uh, uh, shit. Empire. Cool Runnings. Shoots. Cool Runnings. Uh, the next OG. Like I've seen him in a, a lot of stuff, but I mean he was the man growing up. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, <clears throat> And I, I, I hate, I always, I'm the guy that takes it there all the time, but I really think it would take quite a few. I think it would take like some big time mainstream white heartthrobs to be like, look, <laughs> we're into this. And we're and like, it, I mean, I would say like 10 years ago. Um, God damn it, now I forgot the boy's name. You know, the dude from, uh, uh, um, um, damn it. The, the 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 notebook. Oh, the Ryan notebook. Gosling. No, I don't. Ryan Gosling. Oh, okay. If Ryan Gosling ten years that ago was like, "Hey y'all, I like women, <laughs> but I'm also into trans women. This is my thing. Just live with it." And then, I mean, like, really, if it was like that dude, right. that dude, and, and it wasn't just him, like, it, it really needs to be like something like we got. I would say trans women got really lucky with Laverne Cox being the one to really bring that bring things into motion. Because typically it isn't the black star that, that does it. Plus, and Laverne this, is super hot. 
Yeah, and so, and Laverne is oh, yeah. incredible. <clears throat> like as far as in media, like if oh, yeah. you ever like <laughs> Laverne is like untouchable as far as in interviews. Not to say that she's perfect, but it's like when they oh, yeah. ask her questions, she is just so fast, lightning quick. She's got mad information. She's armed mm-hmm. with like facts. She's like loving and on top of that, she's talented and beautiful. It's like damn, like <laughs> she's really the fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, they just can't deny it right now. Right. Like, I just, I, like I said, I love Malik and all the stuff that he's done. I've enjoyed a lot of his uh, acting and media in the past. It's just, I really think it takes a bigger star than him to really bring it into, oh, yeah, that's just something guys like. And it isn't like, wait, are you gay? All the questions and all that kind of stuff will go away. But it just, with us regular guys doing it, unless, like you said, we do it in mass, where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have ourselves that. Half million man march of transatlantic. <laughs> that would be dope. Uh, you heard it here. That would first. be a sweet march. <laughs> yeah, right. That would be a like, cool thing. It just, I, I, I don't see us getting our the the fat like. The I'm sorry, I don't see us being understood mm-hmm. and, and being seen as valid and in, in our opinions. And you still have not just outside society. You still got all the all the alphabet people too. So you still gotta we, we, we still have to be we're not even valid to trans women right now. Oh, we're, we're not just even a bunch of chasers and we're fetishes fetishists and all that kind of stuff. I mean in the groups that I try and like dude, I'm in these groups. I'm going out there pimping our show out, I'm asking questions and whatever else and you know there's a lot of people that are like, Oh well why are you only attracted to trans women? Well that's you need to be educated. That's terrible. I, yeah. I know something's wrong with you. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's your opinion, but nobody made you the official, like, fucking say someone what's sick and what isn't. Yeah, I definitely feel like a lot of that comes uh, from the trauma of dealing with some guys that are assholes. So, like, I can't say mm -hmm. that it's 100% excusable, but it is 100% understandable to be like, okay, I am going to protect myself from being hurt because it's happened on multiple occasions. So if somebody comes up and they... Like my dad used to say, if it looked like a duck, walk like a duck, got web feet, water roll off his back, nine times out of ten, it's a duck. And that's the way that they're looking at it. And not to say that we're all ducks, but, yeah. you know, um, some people, they are just protecting themselves. So I get it. Uh, but it does suck that I feel like it's, and I was I want to do a video about this too, but it's a very sticky topic. It's like, I think it's a lot of internalized transphobia like people have against themselves like they get treated in a certain way in society to where it's like okay i'm being treated terribly um it's almost like to be the best trans person you can be is to be the least perceivably trans so it's like you almost look exactly like a cis woman or you look exactly like somebody's not trans like all of your trans features are like minimized and then if a guy likes that, mm-hmm. then he's a real man. But if he likes you for your transness, then because transness is treated a certain way in society, he is weird because in society, transness is considered undesirable. And it's like, it's, it's, it's a really thick conversation that needs to be had. But yeah, it really sucks that if a guy's like, Definitely. I like trans women, it's like, okay, well, why? Something's wrong with you. And it's like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I like you though, you know, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah, that's that's the part that hurts the most is when you get the backlash from the people that you are attracted to when they go, ew, gross, why the fuck, 
well, why the fuck? And I'm like, because, wait, and you're like, hold on, hold on, wait, you're like, hold on. You're like, I'm here for you. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Get out yeah. of here. If there's any um, place you're supposed to, that's the place you're supposed to find shelter and safety and you acceptance. Would right. And, you and I feel like, you yeah. know, a lot of times it's like, like I said, it's a, it's a vetting process almost where like that person will say those things to see how you respond. And if, in my experience, mm. once I start having a conversation with someone, they'll be like, oh, okay, I feel you. But, you know, if somebody is not saying <laughs> or, or, or they are saying whatever they perceive to be, you know, not valid, then they're like, okay, close, lock, deadbolt, you know. So, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a, it's an individual thing. Like, not all trans people do that, obviously, but it's society. I mean, it sounds like a great uh, conversation for a future show. I mean, yeah. bring Lex back and uh, bring some women back, and we can really yeah, hash this out. Yeah, I mean, we we might as well. But, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it is a situation of, it's a situation of getting backlash, and it's a situation of, getting rejected but like you said earlier Lex it's a situation of these girls protecting themselves it's really one bad apple spoils mm, the bunch sort right. of thing mm-hmm. um, and when when that bad apple has no signs that it's a bad apple until it's too fucking late I get it cause like you gotta you gotta be safe you know and if somebody if somebody came up to me and they said hey here's a pie one of these pieces of pie is completely fucking poisoned um and will and will ruin your fucking day good luck i'd be like yeah, no thanks I'm not eating that pie. Um, it's good fuck it yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're we're living good. in a situation where you can't you have to have you gotta get a piece yeah. of the pie yeah and right I, i'm sorry I, again take it back to my own experience I can't throw out all white people because some are bad right i can't oh. just be like well all right i'm suspicious of you Okay, yeah, because I've been hurt in the past due to mm-hmm. racism and, <clears throat> sorry, other fucked upness. Like, can't be okay. Well, I mean, that's no way to live. Well, yeah, you know, that's that's also a perfect example, you know. And Chris, you and I can relate that to even our friendship. You know, you didn't have to give me a fucking chance. Um, like, you know, we we didn't. I, I could have been. I could have been that white person. I'm from fucking. West Southwest yeah, Michigan. Lex knows what I'm talking about. It's it's ass backwards. <laughs> <He does>. um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, no, no. I was just gonna say about in the sense of where I'm from. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's fucking podunky bathwater. Um, yeah. Even podunk I mean, is a podunk I, word. I will say a lot of the guys are. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, you know what? It goes back to what I was talking about earlier as well, though. You know, there are a lot of guys, and that's what I don't largely associate with a lot of guys that are in the trans or say that they're in the trans women because they're going to be fucking gross perverts that can't have regular conversations. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, they can they can be very weird. And the thing is, if we experience that, then imagine (laughs) what a hot ass girl experiences in her DM on the daily. You know what I mean? So I get it. It's going to be very scrutinous. But, um, Oh, it's it's unbearable. I mean, you can even go to you can go to Pornhub right now. You can search any trans porn. Go, like, go to go to today's most popular popular for um, I said popular. Um, <laughs> go to go to the most popular for today. Click on click on any of those videos. Go to the comments. Find one that has a bunch of comments, and you will find guys in the comments going, "Hey, baby, hit me up in the DMs." I'm like, "It's, it's a, a video. video, you idiot." Yeah. Um, Thirsty, like she idiot. didn't even upload it. Somebody stole it. It says Groovy in the corner. I'm like, I'm like, are you fucking retarded? And I know you're not supposed to say that and whatever, but it's just it's so infuriating sometimes. Where it's how socially inept are you? 
Um, hey, Groovy used to, uh, they used to put people in touch with their girls. Did, did they? I know they stopped that because for legal reasons, good oh. choice. But back uh, when I first got on the Groovy site, my first membership to uh, <laughs> that word, She Mill Young, back in uh, <laughs> 2007 ish. Yeah. Yeah. I jumped in there long, and it was like, oh, yeah. So, uh, they had the video and say, hey, if you want to meet this girl, here's her email. Here's this, this, and that. <laughs> and she's in this city. And I'm like, oh, damn, like that? Okay. That's a bit of, oh, that's called doxing now, but yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I never pursued it because at that point, that whole section of my life was just in porn and porn only because I never met anybody who was trans, which is the larger issue to talk about because most people haven't. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, well, uh, we can go on to the next scenario. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's move on to let's get back to the article and let's talk about uh, the next person. So we kind of covered Owen's topic, which is he came out to his girlfriend and things went shit, and she was real aggressive to him, like like you said, Lex, where it was similar to your situation where she grabbed like his dick and was like, "Oh, is this what you want? Is this what you want? You're a fag, you know, you want this kind of shit." Um, where things got real fucking shitty, real salty. It was not good for him, and he backed away. He he ended the relationship and then he backed away from trans women from what it sounded oh, like yeah. in the article um, because he was so embarrassed, so ashamed, so couldn't even handle it. But um, I want to get on to the next person, which actually isn't a guy. She talked to a woman named uh, Allie who was in an open relationship with a guy and she claimed to be part of the LGBT ally community. And um, then her guy was like, I like trans women. And she didn't, come right out and say no fuck you you're terrible but she started getting overly protective where she's like well hold on you can't like trans women if you like trans women that makes you a chaser and if you're a chaser you're a bad person and you're bad for the trans community and in my opinion and now she she admitted in the article she admitted in the article that she was wrong about that that she was wrong because she thought that anything Mm. that was attracted to someone's transness was being a chaser and that was incorrect uh, to assume that of her but it, uh, from what it under, from what it sounds like it ruined that relationship right. with her um, that she was overzealous but I thought it was interesting because it is that overzealousness of to me when I read it she was speaking for people who have a voice but she wasn't even giving them that yeah. voice to she's like oh you, she's like shut up I got you covered you don't have to say anything. Let Allie take care of it. Let me, this straight, cisgendered white woman, take care of it for you, you poor, pathetic piece of shit. Um, that's kind of, Well, that's kind of how I read it. And I know that you chuckled because it's a little hyperbolic. But I read it in the sense of, like, she's like, I'm an ally. I'm going to step up and tell you what these women need and don't need. And you're what they don't need. And it was – I was actually – I was actually had my feathers a little more ruffled by her story because because I've encountered stuff like that in in the day to day where they're like, well, fuck you. You don't need this. I'm going to protect them. And you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of uh, women who uh, accessorize themselves with gay men. Um, and I'm like, so I'm like, are you an ally or are you just using this for some sort of weird status thing that you can talk about? Um, that's the sense that I got. From that yeah it was it was what do you very, guys think about uh, that <laughs> and the thing is the article said that she has many trans friends and she considers herself an ally so like possibly in her defense maybe she was talking to her trans friends and her trans friends who didn't know the guy didn't know what he was doing at all by the way 
mm-hmm. could have been saying, mm-hmm. yeah, girl, I don't know, like, uh, maybe this or that. And, you know, kind of fed her aggression towards the whole situation. Um, but then again, they didn't know him mm-hmm. either. So, um, and they didn't know the, the girl right. that he was talking to or dealing with. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty <coughs> whack. I feel like I... In my videos and stuff, YouTube and Instagram, I've gotten overwhelmingly positive um, comments, but I feel like some of the most memorable negative or or questioning comments have come from these exact what's her name? Uh, what Allie. Yeah, Allie. Allie. These exact alleys, um, yeah, right up there, mm. right up the alley, and they like come and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about this that makes you attracted? Or, like, why would you differentiate trans from this and that? It's like, you know, and it's just, it's it comes from a position of um, militant allyship. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of any conversation with anybody. So after I talk to them, usually they desist because I'm able to talk to them in a way that can addresses that and then answers their question um but a lot of times it does in the beginning come very much like this alley kind where it's like it's almost like i'm gonna thwart you you evil fucking whatever for my sisters and it's like that's cool i respect that you love your sisters but don't try to throw me in a motherfucking box of being whatever until we talk and usually when we do talk you know like i said it's it's disarmed but um the fact that they approach mm-hmm. the situation in that manner and the thing is it's only been like two or three people who have um but when people do it's just very interesting to me very interesting uh, the fucking allies yeah chris chris uh, what do you what are you uh, thinking well i mean the allies and it's also for for me the negative reaction i've gotten to our show mm-hmm. and to what we're trying to do here and all the most of the negative comments on our Facebook or whatever post ads that we put out is uh, it's it is from the alleys, but it's also from word now the Alexes that used to be named Alley. Yeah. So I'm like, hold on, finally, this ain't even got shit to do with you. What kind of things are they saying mostly? If you like trans women, you can join us too, but this ain't for you. <laughs> but Chris, Lex asked, saying? what what kind of things were they saying? Uh, well, I mean, it was kind of what I alluded to before. It was just like, you know, well, why, why do you like trans women? If you only like trans women, then that's, that's a fetish. You're, you're perverted. Like you need help. You need education because that's wrong and you need to learn. And it's just like, okay, well, sure, whatever. You you can think that you're a superior person in every way if you want to, but you're not a hundred percent right. But I'm not, I'm not here. To have a flame war and go back and forth with people, I just say fuck them and I'm I'm, I'm on to the next because I don't know this motherfucker. Yeah, well, you know, and that's and that's rocks. that's partially that's partially what it feels like is one the I want to address the the thing of of why when you always get the question and, and I'm sure you've well Chris I know you said it but sure Lex I'm sure you've heard it too which is why are you attracted to trans people what 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 is it about trans people that makes you attractive and I remember getting that question a lot even before. Even before I started Trans Talk for Men, the podcast, the original Tumblr page, all of this shit, 
Um, I remember getting that question from time to time, and I got sick of hearing that question of why are you attracted to trans people? And I would tell them, I, I started to tell people, I said, because trans people are humans, and humans are sexy, and therefore they're not excluded from being sexy. Right. Um, like, you, I'm like, you're fundamentally a human being, which means people get to find you sexy, and that's okay. Um, like, I would be more upset if you were fundamentally not human, if you were, if trans people were of the genus of plant, um, and people are like, mmm, that's a sexy shrub, I'd be like, that's a little weird. Um, I'm like, but they're not, they're people, and people get to find people attractive, and that's the thing that that's the thing that always burnt my bridge a yeah. little bit where I'm like I'm like you are not excluded from the human race. I know that you think that you are because a lot of people have treated you as such and I understand that and it's rational to feel that you might be excluded from humanity because a lot of people don't want you to piss where you have to piss um, and stuff like that and uh, but it, it I, I tell them you're you're not excluded to me. And then, you know, I, I would say I only speak for myself, but to me, you're not excluded just because you're this way or that way. Um, you are still part of the team, whether you want to be or not, the same way that I'm still part of the team, whether I want to be or not. And sometimes I don't want to be part of the fucking team. And I don't mean the team of trans attracted. I will always want to be part of that team because um, I'm here for the brothers, my brothers and my sisters on that end. But I mean, sometimes I don't want to be part of the human team. Um you know, sometimes I shake my head and I go, nope, I want to get off this train right now, but you can't. And I think that's one of the things that I think would help is for people to say, okay, you can't not be on this ride and you're going to have to be okay with people being attracted to you. And it also makes me think to go on a little bit of a tangent with that. It's, it's sort of like the gay marriage thing where uh, people are like, I hate gay marriage and it's wrong. And it's like, okay, so don't get gay married. Um, you know, right. what, how does that, how does that fucking affect you in any way, shape or form? Right. Like you just because, or, you know, when I, I've, I've encountered guys that are like, man, what if a guy said you were attractive? And I said, I would thank you him know, for the compliment. Be, okay, cool. Yeah. Because I'm like, just because, just because he found me, just because he found me attractive doesn't mean I have to get down on my knees. You know, and it's like, yeah. damn it. He um, got me. So it, it <laughs> yeah, oh shit. Um, it's, it's like those signs on the bank that say that say no guns allowed, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, you got me. Um, I was gonna I was gonna rob this bank, but you have a sign. Um, it took me two hours so, to get through West Hollywood. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so so there's that part of it, and then the other part was um, the other part. I think I just completely lost my train of thought, on, so I'm gonna go ahead and skip it. But it was important, I'm certain, and super I believe profound. You. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I remember the first girl I was telling this in uh, Korea she was like queer questioning uh, and like trying to find a girl at that time and I remember I told her about trans attraction and uh, I consider myself to be you know very eloquent very uh, able to form my thoughts verbally um, and her ESL you know very very simple English uh, she said to me people like people you know and it was like so simple mm -hmm. it was like exactly concisely <laughs> said in a way that three me, words i couldn't fucking stumble upon those three words up until that point and she's just like people like people it's actually two words you know and it's mm -hmm. like damn yeah. i really respected her for saying that so yeah yeah well um and this doesn't really have anything to do with the trans portion of this but i can't help myself um chris 
Lex, he's so eloquent. He's so well-spoken. Um, it's, it's, it's surprising. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. Um, that's, that's the first thing that popped into my head. You're so well-spoken. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, Lex, I want to ask you um, specifically, you know, what, what led up to you, to you being public about your about your trans attractiveness what 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 led up to you realizing that this was a part of your life that wasn't going to go away that wasn't going to change that that needed to be explored that needed to be opened up about that you couldn't hide anymore because the more you hit it the worse it Mm. got uh yeah the million dollar question um i mean I, i try to tell a story without telling the whole freaking uh conception story but um sure i mean when people ask me when did I realize, it's kind of like, it's kind of like it's never been a time in my life when I did not know. It's just I didn't have words for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember being like, uh, what was it ninety five or ninety six? So I'm thirty two. I was born in eighty seven, so that's ninety seven. So I was eight or nine, um, and I saw the RuPaul show okay. uh, on VH1 back then because I was really into music, mm-hmm. like a lot of kids, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I saw Rue on there and very femme, and as far as my seven or eight-year-old mind was concerned, decidedly female, and I remember just being, like, Mm -hmm. stuck. Like, I was like, what is happening? I have no idea, but this is sweet. And uh, I was Mm -hmm. just, I remember for the next two nights, I just couldn't sleep. I was just staring at the ceiling thinking about me going to the mall with rue or going to the mall or going to wherever other places where people that i would know would be so that they could see me together with this person that i would Mm. had figured is decidedly female and they would just know because i didn't have any words to tell them so it would just be like this is what i'm talking about this is what i'm feeling right here you feel me if you just saw me with this person it would explain it and like it just kind of grew from there, like, you know, uh, porn and stuff. I mean, I don't think I've ever actually said this publicly, you know. I, don't, I hope people don't think I'm weird because for this was, like, the first time I ever, you know, got busy by myself. I was looking at trans porn. That was middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would be on forums, um, just reading about trans attraction. There was a very old article written by... I think it may have been uh, Calpurnia Adams um, talking, or no, it may have been Alana Starr uh, talking about, you know, reasons why guys would be attracted to trans women and talking about possibly, you know, them seeing part of themselves as far as like being attracted to their own parts of their body and like being comfortable with, you know, just all these different reasons that she had and just like, I've been reading about transness and trans attraction for all of my life. And then once I finally left, you know, I had like small run-ins with trans folks in uh, Detroit. But like I said, it's very disjointed. You can't really run across people so readily. But when I went to Japan and when I went to Korea and when I went to like Asia, it's a completely different sense because they have those bars. So back in the day, mm-hmm. before things were like weird, you know, and they had like incidents of people messing with them or whatever, you would go to like the foreigner town in Seoul in Korea, and you walk past the bar, and all of like it was a whole street of trans bars, 
and you walk past all the bars and all of the girls will be in front sitting down very uh, sexily and, you know, trying to get people to come in to have a drink. And I remember being confronted with just these groups of fucking gorgeous girls. And at that point, you know, I was able to go into one because the thing is, there's a lot of xenophobia there. So a lot of times, a lot of bars will not want you to come in as a foreigner because they're afraid that maybe you're drunk and maybe you don't know and then they're going to have to deal with this big black ass dude. But, you know, Mm. I did find one that was cool. The one that I ended up going later with my wife and her friends, ex-wife and her friends. Um, And, uh, yeah, once I got to go in there and then, like, talk to these people and, like, make what I would consider to be, like, friendships, you know, and, like, hanging out and talking more, it was just like, yo, (laughs) the feeling that I got from finally being able to be in the presence of these people that, I obviously was enamored by since seven or eight. It was just like, hey, yo, I can't keep this feeling. Like, I, the way I feel when I leave there, I need to bottle this feeling up. I need to feel like this more often. So I did find that one girl, she was actually dating a, one of my roommates at the time, and they were, like, breaking up, and then she was queer questioning, and she's the one who said, like, people like people. So we got to talk about, you know, different things associated with LGBT and like different attraction and I was telling her and like when I was telling her like I was like 22 or 23 at this time and that feeling just came back again it was almost like I just left from hanging out with some of these girls or women but I was only talking about it with this person and at that point it was like yo I need to be talking because I realized that that was the first time ever that I had ever said anything about that shit to anybody in my life and i don't know if people who have not like y'all might understand that but a lot of people might not know what it feels like to not say something that has been integral in your life for 23 years into your shit that's like uh (laughs) it sucks and i hate to draw this parallel but that's almost like a murder secret where it's like Yo, I killed somebody and I will never ever fucking utter those words again. <laughs> like it's like yeah, it's to the point happen, of like, yo, I didn't feel like I could ever say that shit. And then I found myself saying it. And it was just felt so damn good that it just eventually led to me having to talk more. But then I came back to America, and then you know, you got guns again, you got you got violence again, you have those kinds of things that don't really right. exist as much in Asia. And uh, then I was like pushed nope. back into this feeling of oh shit, <laughs> you know, I was cool, happy go lucky over here. Yeah. You come back though, and yeah. you know I got to deal with people from the old neighborhood and like people like all this kind of stuff. So it kind of put me back into a period of, of finding myself again, which took a couple of years, mm. like three or four years. And like now I feel really glad that I'm at a point where I'm just like okay, I'm good, I'm ready, I've done the research on myself. I've talked to enough people, I've had enough friendships, and I feel comfortable having these conversations because I have the language to have these conversations and I'm comfortable with myself. Because I feel like a lot of time, if you don't have the language, that can be a huge thing because you wanna talk about something and if people are probing you about that you might not even fully have fleshed out in yourself yet, and then if you can't answer them, they're gonna make you feel like an asshole or make you feel stupid. So, right, you know, I was afraid of that because I've seen that happen. And, you know, I just took the time that I needed to find myself and to do whatever work I needed to do on myself. And 
I'm really at a point now where I'm feeling a lot more confident in doing that, and you know, it feels fucking great. You know, so if anybody's listening that wants to do that, I promise you, that shit is worth it. Like, it's fucking great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, I said I wasn't gonna tell the whole story. That was kind of a quick version, hopefully. But oh, no, you're you're good. Um, Chris, I think you can back me up on this, but I I totally feel you and completely agree about the whole. It feels like a murder mm. secret. It's crazy. Um, and it sucks. It sucks. I mean, even even after it I had... people's opinions about you, man. Right. Like, yeah. You, yeah. You want to keep your status exactly. in your community. Yeah. I mean, you want to keep your status among anybody. I mean, you can. It, 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 it can be terrifying to tell anybody, community, friends, family, whatever. It's like you know, these people will look at me differently, and people say, you know, oh no, I'm not going to look at you differently. And it's like, but that's not possibly true because that's how we glean information off of a person is through the stories they tell and how they present themselves and when you present yourself in a fundamentally different way than what I had envisioned in my mind it changes my perception of you mm. um, that's just how that shit fucking works but you know it, it, I, I agree that it, it's so hard um, it's so hard to hide those things and for me it was hard to hide those things um, for a long time and then I, I came out and I started dating trans women and um, figured out that I'm pretty much exclusively attracted to trans women and it still wasn't enough for me it was it still felt lonely because I didn't have any sense of community I couldn't talk to any of my male friends yeah. about this I couldn't talk to anybody that even understood it yeah I could talk to my girlfriend and be like hey I find you really attractive and that part's okay but I can't be like hey I find trans people really attractive and then they go well what do you mean like am I not attractive for you enough and it's like no no it has nothing to do with you it has to do with the community in general and they're like well hold on am I not good enough for you and it's like well no that's not what I'm talking about I'm just talking about I have to be open about this or they'll just be like yeah and what's the point like so you're open about it who cares and I'm like no 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 and that's when I decided that I'm like I gotta find other guys to talk to this to talk with this about you know um, yeah that that, that, because yeah it does feel that I feel that you know and I won't lie you know being out here with you guys you know it's that feeling is coming back again where it's like yo I'm talking candidly about this shit to people who are not gonna be like A okay who cares or B okay, what the fuck is wrong with you, really? Like, can you explain to me what the fuck you actually like about this shit? Like, it's like, no, we're in a position where nuance doesn't have to be explained, and it's just like chopping it up, you know? I I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, you know, we're glad that, we're glad that you definitely feel that way um, when talking to us. Chris, you want to throw anything in on that? Uh, Man, um, I mean, just being out there and open and living your life like that, man, like, I have to be honest. I've been doing the show. We've been we're uh, a good three four months away from doing this for a year. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I am still not at the point where my mom knows my my like all my family like my sisters know my some of my best friends know, but like being broadcasting out to the world, hey. I'm attracted to this. This is these are the types of women that I will be dating. In addition to who I have been dating, um, man, I just have I haven't gotten to that point yet, man. So it's it's just because uh, <clears throat> and real talk, a lot of people they'll they'll shake their heads and like, oh yeah, okay, I, I, I get you, I get you, but 
so you like so so why do you why do you like dudes? Yeah. So so you so you date men now, right? Oh, okay. Like they it all gets boiled back to that, and it's just like, man, I'm not gonna go through explaining all this junk because at the end of the day, in your mind, I'm just dating men, and that's that's what I now I like men. Okay, fine. That's so I just I don't want to go through all that and. And, and and I've said it before on the show, you know, I will, when I find that person, when if in the unlikely event I ever fall in love, in actual real love, like I really fall nose wide open, head over shoulders, like fall in love, then I will fight that fight and be like, all right, family, this is, you know, uh, Bianca and, you know, just so you know. Before I bring her there, she is trans, so I don't want any bullshit from any of you motherfuckers. And if you're going to give me that bullshit, we ain't showing yeah, up. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. yeah. But, like, I would set it down ahead of time, but because I'm not trying to put somebody in a fucked up situation right. where they don't know, and now they're being attacked from mm-hmm. people. And you know how you know how people do. They add in their little sly comments. You know, oh, well, you know, us real women do this, this, and that. Like, okay, mm-hmm. really, dude? You didn't have to say that shit. How did your... I'm not gonna lie, my family is full of shit and they do that shit from time to time. Especially my aunties, the motherfuckers, and my mom, they all savages. So <laughs> How did your uh they, how did your sisters feel about it? Um, you know what? At first my sister was not really feeling it at all. Mm. And she you know, she had that feeling that a lot of uh, you know, black women get when, you know, they hear a black man is interested in something other than just them. It's like Oh damn! Well, you won the good ones. We lost yeah, one of the good ones. Yeah. Like, it was that feeling. Like, man. Well, I mean, okay. Well, that's fucked up. Like, she she wasn't feeling it at first, but then, without any without any extra conversation from me, she checked herself. She went inside herself. Was like, okay, why do I have a problem with this? And she's a makeup artist, so she works with in the LGBT. She works with all those all all the alphabet folks. So, you know. uh I mean, eventually she figured she just came to the conclusion that look everybody deserves happiness and these are people that deserve happiness too so I can't be mad at you being the one that gives them that happiness hmm. so and Very I mean adult. she even took it a step further and offered to you know if I ever got in a situation where I was with somebody and I wanted to have a kid or whatever else she would she she offered to carry wow that's a sister now that's, that's a good up. sister yeah, she so she was like, yeah. Well, I mean, if y'all get to that point, I will volunteer to care That's for y'all. Dope. And I'm like, bet. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. So she, 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 she had her own turnaround on her own without more conversation from me. She just came back and just let me know where she stood after the fact. Mm. Um, but the other sister is more. She's my mom's roommate, and they they spend a good four or five. They spend a good four days a week at church. So, uh, you know, she she was like, oh, okay. Like she knew, and here's the thing: <clears throat> I do shit where I leave out, I leave clues. I'm like, I'll let you come to this conclusion on your own. Like the uh, uh, the first trans girl I dated, she posted pictures on Facebook and tagged me. Well, that's gonna show up for all my friends, and I had my friends liking the photo. Right. And she wasn't, uh, uh, you know, at to a point where you wouldn't know. Like you look at her, people, you can figure that out on your own. But I let I let it sit out there. They were they were featured photos on my profile for seven months until other people tagged me in some other photos and they got knocked off. But I mean I do leave little 
Like, I'm not completely, like, shut, shut down all the information leaving, but if people want to find out, they can, and, you know, it is what it is, and they want to ask me any questions, let's, let's go ahead and do it, but it's just explaining this shit to a lot of closed-minded, you know, church-going, gospel, singing, uh, black folks is just the worst, so, and I, I bring that up because I know Lex know where I'm coming from with that Amen. shit, so, you know, that, that, that's... That's where I'm at with my openness and, you know, putting all this shit out there for all people to absorb and see. And, you know, I grew up in the church, Same. man. Most of it, all my family friends, those are people that my, my parents grew up with in church. People mm. I grew up with in church and they all, they know me since mm. I was born. They were at my parents' mm. wedding. And it's just like, so it's a larger community effect. Of, oh, man. Oh, did you hear Chris was gay? I'm like, wait, huh? I don't like Harry Ben. Like that's nasty. <laughs> Sorry to me. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna diss what everybody else out there likes. It's just to me. Yeah. I don't like the smell of man. It's fucking gross. <laughs> man stank. Uh, <laughs> trust me, you know the smell of man. Uh, Cause I, you know, in my former life in Denver, I worked security at a nightclub, and you know we had a, the official Pride Weekend wrap up party at our club. And walking through that dance floor, it was just man stank everywhere, and it was so nasty. <laughs> I sent my, I sent all my clothes in the dry cleaning. After that, it was uh, our club had a rule where we couldn't go without shirts, and that was the one that put that rule aside. So the whole floor is just shirtless, hairy dudes, and I'm like, God damn it, this is. I had to go just take, I had to get some fresh air. I'm sorry, man stank was, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Anyway, oh. sorry. <clears throat> Back to what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So no, you're good, man. So let's um, let's get to the last guy in the article real quick, and then we'll mm-hmm. uh, then we'll wrap this up. Not because it's not great fucking talking, but because you know it's we're we're dragging on a little long, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up for everybody. But um, so the last guy in the article is a guy named Lucas, a 48 year old man from Brazil who fell in love with a prostitute, who in turn fell in love with him, a woman by the name of Natasha who was trans uh and man this dude fell head over heels for natasha natasha for him and they fucking loved each other and he told his sister and his sister fucking blew a goddamn gasket um his sister didn't just say oh you're gay she said i'm gonna tell the family and i'm going to ruin your life if you don't break it off with natasha she this bitch threatened him um so what he did was he backed off he cut it off with natasha and he pretty much never spoke about it again and um he says that he permanently regrets telling his sister and that he's told uh three he's told three people in his life about his trans attraction and they've all gone to shit um every time he's told people and now he they they said now in the article that he has a son and he does not openly date trans women or date trans women at all because he's worried about how it will affect his son's life. Um, I assume what he means by that is he's worried that his son will, one, get teased if they find out his dad likes trans women, and two, that uh, it could potentially bite him in the ass that his son won't get to uh, be around the rest of the family. Um, It will ostracize him and his son from the rest of the family, Um, that his son will get punished for what the dad does. And... um, the part that I think was the strongest is that he says he regrets this, telling anyone, telling his sister he regrets that greatly, and he has a hard time living with himself. Um, 
and he hates who he's become because essentially because he let Natasha go, but also because he's not living his truth. And he said he needs to take medicine to get out of bed in the morning and takes medicine to go to sleep at night. Um, so this man is in a ruined state and will probably stay that way for the rest of his life unless he, you know, finally says fuck him to society at large, to family. And that can be a really hard thing to do, to be certain, is to say fuck you. If you're not going to be there for me, then I don't have to be around you. Um, it's that, you know, the people pull the blood is is thicker than water sort of thing. Um, that, that bullshit of like, well, we're family. And um, see, for me personally, I like to turn it around. Now, I, I should say my family has accepted me um, for uh, being engaged to a trans woman. My parents have. My grandmother has. Um at the request of my fiance, I have not told the rest of my family, but I'm really not concerned about that because I'm not terribly close to them. But I, I told, I've told my family, even though they're accepting, um, I said, you know, I said, I used to worry about that and yet you guys would disown me. And I said, then I realized that whether or not you disown me is irrelevant to me because you're my family regardless. You will always be my blood, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not. So if I become a stain on your reputation, if I, if I become an embarrassment to you, just know that I will use that to attack you. Um, so, but I'm sort of vindictive and a bit of an asshole that way. But what what I, what I mean to say by that is at first it scared me, but then I decided that I wasn't going to cower at that because they don't get to choose whether I'm your family or not. Um, you can say, yo, you're not welcome to the family events to which I'll say, Okay, but I'm still your family. Just remember that, that I'm still your kid. I'm still your son. Um, you can never, ever change that. And, um, you know, th that's my take on it. But it's really sad for this guy, Lucas, uh, that his life is essentially shot. Um, and that I don't think, from reading it, it doesn't sound like he will ever live his truth. And as much as I preach about what we do here and stuff like that, you know, that's one thing that I hope that the trans talk for men podcast, the trans talk for men in the future, maybe that half million March we talked about earlier. I hope, uh, I hope that in the future we can do something to help those guys come to live their true lives and, you know, be the best that they can be because when the men that love trans women can't live their truth, can't live their true lives, can't be who they are, I think the community at large suffers. Um, I think that causes pain for everybody involved. Um, guys, I'm going to kick it over to you. I want to know what you think about this one. That was my little diatribe, as I am known to do. So. Uh, I feel like it closely relates, and that was kind of why I was asking Chris about his sisters, because it very closely relates to his situation. So, I mean, if you got something to say about that, brother, I'll let you have it first. Oh, no, nah, man, uh... Um, no, well, the other church going one is, uh, you know, she didn't say too much about it. You know, she just knows, but she's not going out there blabbing it to everybody. Not that I told her not to, uh, but she, she's like, oh, okay, well, that's like, she knows what, what it, you know, what it is when it comes to me. But I mean, um, as far as cousins, I, one of my cousins knows, but she's like, the smartest person I've ever known. So, in mm. way smarter and more accepting than me of a lot of things. So she's not a worry. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's a 
it's it's something else, man. Because I mean, a lot of families are set up this way, where it's just like family is your life. It's important, especially when you have a big family and everybody's close. And you know, for me, I'm the oldest uh, uh, grandchild, nephew, whatever else, male. So everybody say, okay, well, looking for them to have kids, and you know, if they hear something like this, their hopes and dreams of you know, grandchildren and nephews and whatever else and nieces falls to pieces and uh, I don't know. It's it's something else. But at, one thing I thought about uh, as you as you were reading this, Eric, was uh you know, given this the the latest shit that happened, came out with Kobe, mm-hmm. you know, motherfuckers will change shit up when you die. It's like, oh yeah now, oh I love them and they're crying and weeping and all this other junk and I was like if you just act like this while the person was alive, it'd be all good. Yeah. So I, I, I do think that, well, this young man, uh, and now this is Brazil, so it is a different oh, yeah. culture. So they may be a little bit more savage in sticking to their, you know, guns when it comes to this stuff. But I can definitely see, you know, a lot of American families. Oh, well, I disowned them and now they're dead. And now, you know. Oh, and yeah. Also, I see what you're saying. Nothing changes things like children. Yeah. Yeah. Grandparents change all their shit. Oh, I got a grandkid? Okay, now I got to act right. <laughs> now I got to start accepting his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that all could... that shit up. That could very well be. Uh, Lex, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely... I feel like that's very true. I mean, Brazil, super Catholic country, you know, they have the huge crucifix, like, towering over the city, so it's, you know that plays a huge role in it i think um and also for me it's like that's why your story was so compelling to me chris because you know i feel like we come from a, a very similar kind of familial hierarchy where it's like very baptist christian based and it's like all of that and um for me it's i don't want to say it's not a blessing at all but i was I was born super late in my family, so like I have a brother who's three years older than me, and I have a brother who's 17 years older than me. So I was born very, very late, um, and my mother passed away, unfortunately, at like when I was 15 or 16, um, and my father passed away. Uh, that's actually the reason why I came back to America, because uh, he had passed away, um, and that was the first time I came back in like six or seven years. So my mother, has passed my father has passed my grandmas have passed my grandfather one of them was murdered one of them passed away when i was younger you know like a lot of people that are in those posi- positions that would be like um able to have agency over me and like make me feel any kind of way have passed so the people that i've had to explain it to have been my brother um cousins um, and um, it's kind of like after my mother passed away, my family has been very separate anyway. Um, and so me, I've always been like a lone wolf kind of. So I was gone for seven years in Asia, kind of grew up there as far as I'm concerned. So like um, I don't have a lot of the the same uh, immediate reactions to think about when I am super public. Um so I know that that's something that changes my story from certain peoples. But from my perspective, I feel like that this guy in the article 
is fucking up hard because I understand that his family is his family, but I mean, he said he had to take medicine to get out of bed and to go to sleep. It's like, what good are you in that state Jeez. to your family? You know, like, well, that's, how are yeah. you going to, like, I'm sure that when you're around them that you're not bright and light and this great person that just brings joy to them because you are dead inside. And it's like, if it's that much of a thing for you and you had found the girl that you really liked, ah, uh, man, I get it and I'm being Shit. empathetic to it. But at the same time, it's like, hey, yo, <laughs> um, fuck all that. Like, if you feel like you're losing everything because of this, I think that it you just got to make a choice. What are you going to lose, yourself or everybody? Um, and it sucks that it's got to be that ultimatum, but I think that you losing yourself is even worse than potentially losing everybody because they could come around over time. But like you said, he seemed like he's perpetually mm -hmm. in this state, and you know, unless he's able to live his truth, I don't see him being able to get better. So for him to not give himself the opportunity to live he's already dead you know and it's like if they're gonna declare you dead at least you can be alive and well and live in your life but now they don't have you in your normal state and you don't have you so it's like a double loss so it's like what the fuck mm -hmm. are you doing bro like i mean i get it and i'm being empathetic yeah. i'm not saying that's like i said i have a very unique situation that makes it easier for me to say that but Fuck all that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And it, no, you're you're good to say fuck all that. Terrible. And you know, we encourage we encourage the realness from it, and we appreciate you being real with it. Um, I was gonna say that the other the other reading of it is that maybe he's taking that medication because he well he said he regrets telling his sister, but I'll bet he probably regrets letting his girl go oh, yeah. he probably lives with that pain and that regret every day that he he let her go and what's he gonna do how is he gonna go back to mm. her how is he gonna find her and be like hey remember how I let you down and disappointed right. you um, I'm ready to not do that again it's like you know you shot your shot buddy and you dropped the ball that's the right. end of that and he's gotta he's he's gotta live with that regret for forever yeah. Um, and that could that could very well be part mm -hmm. of it, and it's. And I guess you know I, I bring that up to say that, really, the topic of this episode is yes, what happens when your girlfriend or your family finds out that you're trans attracted, but I think really what the topic is at its core is, this is complicated, oh, hard yeah. stuff that is that is nuanced and has so many different ways that it can go and. And it causes a lot of suffering and pain and unhappiness for people. And like I said just a little while ago, when I, I think when when we as men suffer in that way, I think it affects the women that we right. love um, because we treat them poorly. We treat them as a dirty little secret. We don't give them the public attention, desire, and visibility that they deserve. And... It, it becomes, and I you, you mentioned it earlier, Lex, is it, it becomes a nasty spiral of, of, of self-perpetuation of we can't give you the attention that you deserve because it will ruin us or we're afraid or it hurts us in some amount of way. Therefore, we're going to treat you secretly, which hurts you, which then wants, which then makes you apt to tell all of us that no, you're, 
gonna treat me poorly which then makes us just want to not be right. open about it so um i mean how many kids would come out like how many kids would risk coming out gay and let's just say 20 years ago risk coming out gay if they didn't if there was no community backing them up we don't have any community backing us up you come out you treat it like dirt from the people you come out to. Okay, yeah. well, where, where's my where's my place of safety and zen? Like, where can I get support? Okay, go to the, go to find some girls in the community. Hey, you know, I just had this trouble, whatever else. They're like, oh, get the fuck out of here, Chaser. Like, there's no, there is no community. Right. I mean, we're slowly trying to build it ourselves here. But at, at this point, there is no safe place mm-hmm. where other people other people in the LGBTQ community, they have a safe place. Mm. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I work with an older guy and he's a he's a good person. You can tell that he's genuinely a good person. He's just stuck in some of the pastness of his life. Um, and, you know, he, he mentioned something along those lines of essentially well you know there really weren't any gay people when i was growing up and i'm like well no there were you just didn't know any and um gay people have always been there they've just been hiding and you didn't know any and you're right chris and that they're coming out and that you me lex everybody that listens to this show we can do this we can make this community it has to start somewhere and we can make it so 40 years down the line when we're all old and we're banging the chick of our dreams, which I already, I mean, I already have, and we're gargling her nuts, um, because let's be real, she's gonna, she's gonna have nuts. Um, uh, when, when, when we're, when we're doing that, you know, people will say, "Wow, there were there, trans people weren't really considered attractive when I was growing up." And we get to say, well, yeah, mm. we changed that. And I kind of so. feel like that's happening now. I feel like people say that now, where it's like, now all of a sudden, because this stuff is happening, now we got to reconstruct society. And it's like, no, you know, I mean, <laughs> there have been trans people for a very long time. It's just that the only time that they were shown is fucking Jerry Springer and shit like that in, in ways to where they were made out to be, like, objects of ridicule. So now it's like, okay, we are talking about trans issues and trans people as people. And people are like, what? Like, you know, like taking it back because they feel like there's only a few trans people. But like with, like you said, you had your stuff on Tumblr, with YouTube, with Instagram. Now the connectivity of the world is like showing that there are so many more trans people. So I feel like we're at that point kind of now where it's like, what are you talking about? At least for trans people, maybe not trans attracted men yet, uh, or you know, men who have any sort of feelings towards trans women, which I feel like are all men if you like women, you know. But, um, yeah. it's yeah. just like mm-hmm. it's becoming a conversation now. The trans conversation is becoming a conversation, so this may be the beginning of the trans amorous male conversation, but I feel like it's beginning now. So, 40 years from now. We'll be looking at the young ass motherfuckers like, oh man, you don't know. Like literally, I paid for your fucking freedom with so much ridicule and so much this and that, and you just skip it out here with this hot ass girl, and it doesn't even. I'm glad it's fucking great, but man, you don't even know like what we had to do. Kind of like, you know, Chris would say as far as us being black, our parents might say about them dealing with different 
things in society from their time to now. And, you know, um, anybody, like, economically, like, their family being like, yeah, when we first came to this country, we had to do this. You know, everybody has that kind of timeline, I feel like. And, you know, we just part of that, part of that uh, line and doing what we can. Well, if you'll you'll permit me real quick to to piggyback on the, the idea of, of you know you were saying about being black and and sort of out in the streets and stuff like that um which gave me the idea of you're right in 40 years when somebody's walking down the street with some hot ass chick and you like you said lex you say you don't even know what we had to pay for for you to be able to do that i think in 40 years time i think that we should demand reparations in the form of a piece of piece of that ass so (laughs) tax like, hey, you owe me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, well, hopefully we have enough money where we can pull the Hugh half and we'll be good. Yeah, I know, right? But um, so that's that's that article. Um, I want to wrap up. I want to wrap up the show. I want to thank uh, Lex Newman for oh, dropping yeah. by for My talking pleasure. with us, Lex. Yeah. Pleasure Appreciate having you, man. You know, uh, if you guys um, want to get on again, you know, I'm always down for it. This was great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely keep you in touch, and we we it was a pleasure having you here, having your insight into it. You know, spreading a little bit about what you know and where you're coming from. It's always good to hear from the guys. It's good to hear from the girls. We we wanna we wanna help build that build that community. So um, we want to thank you for dropping by and you know letting us know. Oh, yeah, appreciate you guys for the invitation. Yeah. So. All right. Um, so thanks. Like I said, thanks to Lex. Uh, Lex, you can find uh, Lex real quick before you go. Um, yeah. Where can we find you? Where, where can guys get a hold? Um, of you? The best way is gonna be Instagram. That's gonna be Lex Newman. L E X N U M A N. Lex Newman or um, YouTube. Okay. The Newman Show. I mean, it's kind of corny. I, I made it off the Truman Show, but you know, <laughs> the Newman Show. So the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that was a good uh, one. N U M A N Show. So. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the main platforms I use. So, hit me up if you got questions. All right, cool. Well, yeah, guys, and let uh, go follow him on Instagram. Go watch his YouTube stuff. Um, check out his art. Um, ask him about Osaka and stuff like that because it's great. Um, uh, so don't so forget you, to follow us. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna get there because I got one more thing I want to talk about for for our stuff. So, um, and that's not anything to do with the article, but I did want to say that. Uh, the Trans Talk for Men podcast has, um, and the name in general, as we're trying to build a brand for this, um, um, we have expanded a little bit. We now have uh, more people on the team. Um, so we have uh, two more people who have joined the team. We have a uh, producer and editor um, who also acts as uh, research. Um, and then we have a uh, trans woman who is acting as our booking agent and helping us with stuff like that. So hopefully with this increase in team power, um, we can get even better shows out to you guys with more interviews, uh, more interesting topics, and hopefully they will uh, join us for a show here in the future. Um, we're also talking about opening up a, a Patreon page or Patreon, however you want to say it. Um, so keep posted for any news about that in the future. Chris, any final thoughts? Anything you want to say before we before we sign out? Oh, uh, nothing other than follow us on all of our social media channels. Mm-hmm. And those are on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. YouTube, mm-hmm. Twitter, 
Hit us on all those channels. Follow us. Go to your podcasting platforms and review our podcast. Give us five stars. No, Chris, they should give us four stars, right? Nope. Do not be a Chad. (laughs) Do not be a four-star bro. You want to be five-star bro. You want to be five-star. Five-star guys are the guys that get the reparations. Let's be real. (laughs) Um, So... Be one of those dudes. And and also, something that's cool with our Instagram right now, you know, we're dumping out. Guys, get, first off, get to our Instagram and our Facebook because they both have the stories on there. But we are asking questions. Mm -hmm. We want to hear from you. We're we're asking questions about that. We're we're, we're letting you dictate how our future interviews are going to go by getting questions from you on future uh, potential interviewees. We ask, we poll people all the time. Um, it's, it's just a really good experience and it really opens up dialogue because, you know, we, we may end up talking to you oh, yeah, for it, a good week. The last time we did it, we had this massive message chain with like seven or eight people in it. It was crazy. Yeah, and we dropped in on, on the regular to talk to people uh, personally. You know, I remember I posted messages and Chris posted messages. Now, a lot of those messages, just for people listening, a lot of those messages do get posted under the official Trans Talk for Men instagram page so it mm-hmm. could be chris talking it could be myself talking or it could be the other team members talking on that thing if you're not certain who's talking about what you just ask hey who am i talking to we'll let you know um so plus i'm way more crude than chris is so that's that's a surefire sign you're talking to me um so yeah he's gotten better I, I'm I'm getting there. I'm learning. Yes. Um, yes. You gotta you gotta it's crawl before you walk. Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so I want to say that's the show. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And until next time, we'll see you then. I've been Eric. I'm Chris. And, you know, see you. Later. See you later, guys. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>